The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Between the What and the Rust episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 717, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go out there. Check it out. It's more than coffee. It's coffee made by metalheads for metalheads. It's coffee that comes with music if you subscribe. It's cool metal coffee drinking items. Metal themed, I guess. Um, Special mugs, special shirts. Because the gentleman that runs True Call Coffee also has embodiment printing press. And he's a a bit of a renaissance man in the things that he creates. Mm So it's... um, Man, it's just, it's a great company. It's great coffee. Snowy loves it, drinks it all the time. And go out and support them because you're not supporting some giant conglomerate. You're supporting a local dude in the metal community. True Cold Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee.com. What's going on, Snowman? Well, I'm definitely going to need to up, up my uh, subscription to true cobalt coffee to keep that nice warm liquid goodness just 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 to keep it you keep it coming in because i know we're in the middle of september now but only today am i really feeling like it's fall time you know like generally uh, you can tell right away like as soon as september hits up here the fall weather kicks in and it starts to get um, uh, get get a little more chillier and some of the some of the rain starts to come. Like you can just feel that summer is over. Well, up here, you know, summer kind of went into extra innings for a while, and only today, Friday, as we speak, is it finally feeling like fall time and all that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a uh, fun episode. I don't have... What I did discover, though... Okay, you will recall last episode, 
I um was I was christening my new runaways mug. Oh yeah. You know, I was doing the I was doing the 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 fireballs in uh in my runaways mug. And about halfway through the week, I discovered that this awesome new mug you can drink coffee in it too, not just what? whiskey. Yeah. No. I, yeah. The I, heck I, you I, say? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was so floored by that. <laughs> okay, like it not not just whiskey in this. It's okay. Okay, you know, like when you're, I don't know, when you when you first discovered Led Zeppelin, you're twelve. Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. And it's on the radio. And someone walks into the room and like turns the radio down, and you're like, "What? You can turn Zeppelin down? No, no, no really, you can't. I couldn't believe that? No, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, I, I'm totally in denial. Like, totally, <laughs> holy shit. So that was kind of the same thing when I poured some True Cavalt coffee into my brand new Runaways mug, and it tasted, it tasted extra special coming out of that but uh yeah it's friday night and a beautiful fall night meaning it's dark rainy and gloomy just preparing hey the halloween season you know that's kind of the way i like to look at it and they kind of when like high school was a long time ago okay but there was nothing more exciting then you know those first couple weeks back in the fall time okay because friday nights were always lit you know there was always a party going on somewhere you know friday after school we would hit the record shops and then find a house party or just uh, it was it was just it was just a magical time okay and coming home you know these today and all that I, I could feel that same vibe that i felt in high school so we're going to kind of keep the party going here not only with recording this but as soon as we're done this dude i'm stepping out stepping out into the music world because i believe i mentioned i think i mentioned it last episode um my good buddy denny denise ferguson um, there is going to be this evening as we speak, there's going to be a fundraiser for her to help her out in her funeral expenses for her mother that passed away a couple weeks ago. And of course, our regular listeners will know who Denny is. She's a very important part of the music scene here in Winnipeg. You know, I knew her first as Bangus Young as part of the Winnipeg Roller Derby, and we just kind of became friends over the years and were friendly rivals of course in the um in the ambassador of the year category for the manitoba loud awards yeah yeah and while i do wish her the best um i <laughs> want to forever call you ambassador well i'm hoping i'm hoping if i don't win it i'd be more than happy to you know concede the award to her so everyone do your cool uncle snowy large www.loudawards.ca go and vote in all of the categories but right at the beginning the very first episode because it's alphabetized is ambassador of the year 
don't look for snowy though because unfortunately they had to set me up with my uh with my slave name of quentin Earhart. unfortunately because they just the people that were putting the awards on outside of denny they only knew me through facebook up to that point and for some reason calling me snowy on facebook was I don't know what threat to national security or whatever bullshit and all that. So, yeah, go loudawards.ca, check out all the, all the categories, but make sure you mark an X for your cool Uncle Snowy. Um, before we kind of get on with the grunt here, as my dad would say, we want to say horns up and happy birthday to Mr. Caton DePina. It is his birthday as we speak, and of course, Caden is mostly known for fronting um, the mighty Hyrax. Well, of course, Hyrax, you know, the legendary Hyrax, they go back into the mid-80s, their debut record, Raging Violence. I remember buying that record, um, just sound unheard it had a cool cover good review in metal forces magazine you know just all of those things that we had to go by because there were no internet at the time mm-hmm. and there's the radio sure shit wasn't playing uh <laughs> wasn't going to be playing hyrax oh are you kidding not not according to um all the millennials today um, all this stuff was was radio metal, especially Metallica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't you know so. they looked it up on the internet. It's always true. Of course, of course. If it's on the internet, then it's got to be true. Everything's true. Abraham right. Lincoln said that. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah, yeah, Caden, good good friend of the show. So happy birthday, my friend, and many more to come. How about? We get on with it here for True Cavalt Coffee in tonight's mandatory metal segment. I didn't realize ah, just a couple of years ago, um, Osmos Productions had re-released a whole whack of their, their back catalog, including the classic Driller Killer album, Brutalize. So... Kind of getting us into the spirit. It's fall time. Let's get into the spirit of Halloween a little earlier with some driller killer. This is Bombs Away.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude, as I pour drink number two here on this awesome Friday night, uh, why don't you share us your metal fix? All right, so first and foremost, I was talking, I think I mentioned when I bought the Rust in Peace book by, um, well, it says by Dave Mustaine. Right. With Joel Selvin. Okay. Um, And so I'm expecting this to be similar to you know, similar to what happened with um, the Dave Mustaine biography, where he's just basically telling the narrative. Okay. And I think we all know Dave has a pretty strong ego, right? Uh, yeah. Like, even back, even back in the the old un- un- underground days when he really shouldn't have, it was definitely there. Oh, I think it was stronger then. Like, like I. I, I honestly feel like he has mellowed with age, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh, that's mellowing, okay. you know, but, um, <laughs> but, but he's got a pretty strong ego. And so the book says Dave Mustaine, rust in peace, the inside story. It's not just Dave Mustaine. It's the entire band. And basically mm. the way they did it is they, they picked a subject drummers and then Dave talks, Dave Ellison talks, um, Chuck Beeler's in here. Nick Menz is in here. Like all these different people share their perspective of a particular um, subject, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have the managers in here. They have the mixing engineers. Like everybody is in here in their own words. Like not just um, Dave. And I'm like, and and but Dave's on the cover. You know, like the classic gun belt shirtless Dave from that era. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, and, and like huge letters, Dave Mustaine, and then Rust in Peace. <laughs> like, <laughs> now that said, like, that makes me laugh because, you know, I think we all know, again, Dave's ego, right? The book mm-hmm. is fantastic because of that. Because, you know, you'll get somebody's perspective and Dave will be like, that's not what happened. That's not what I remember. Or, you know, <laughs> Mustaine says something and they're like, no. You guys are out of your mind, you know, and and so it's it's really cool to see that. And I want to point out that our friend and show alum Bob Nalbandian is in here. He's got a picture in here. Oh, right on. Yeah, I think he's actually got like um, a paragraph or two in here too, because uh, it's really cool. But the one thing for anyone who's reading it, you can tell, and you can tell um, tell pretty quickly that this was done remotely with people using like voice to text kind of apps. Oh, okay. There's typos galore, <laughs> you know, and you can, like it had to be done low budget because apparently they didn't pay anybody, pay anybody to check that stuff, mm. you know, which right. I find yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, dude, it is totally worth your time. It's a fun read. It's an easy read and it's just a great time. Right on. Yeah. Just a great time. So, mm-hmm. Um, next up, Clutch dropped a new record today. I've been oh, waiting for this okay. one, Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. <laughs> I love that title. Oh, it's a fantastic title. The album art's fantastic. They have a picture disc for it. And the other thing I think you would dig, uh, my standout track, Nosferatu Madre. Ooh, okay. It's so great. Such a great song. The, the minute I heard it, I'm like, whoa, what track is this? And I looked at the title, I'm like, oh, I'm writing that down. 
<laughs> like, that's phenomenal, right? And that ties into my next two things. Um, this one's not necessarily metal. It's probably more of a horror thing. But um, I was ordering something for one of my kids for something. I, mm. I don't even know what, but it somehow I came across the Wolfman Funko Pop. Like the really? 19... Yeah. Like the old classic one, like the 1930s version. Oh, I want one of those. Yes. I was surprised how um, affordable it was. Like it wasn't blown out of proportion like a lot of them were. Because the one I really wanted was the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yes. Um, Do you know what that one's going for currently on Amazon? (laughs) hundred bucks? $195. Oh, wow. But at the same time... Goodness, is it sweet looking? No, like, no. It's phenomenal. But yeah, so I, I got the Wolfman Funko Pop. And then to go along with that, because I think, you know, every, everybody who's been a long time listener should know um, werewolves are like my favorite thing. Did mm-hmm. you hear on October 7th, I believe? Um, I actually put it on my calendar at work because um, I have another uh, co-worker <laughs> who's, who, who also gets into the Marvel stuff. And I told him we need to host a team celebration. But um, <laughs> it's, I believe it's October 7th, but Werewolf by Night is mm-hmm. going to have a one shot this Halloween. Yes, yes. I saw it. I saw the trailer. I was waiting for you to bring it up. What I, do you think I, about the trailer? Um, It kind of, it, it was definitely bizarre. It was not what I was kind of expecting, but... I don't know if it's a, if it's a take on the modern the more modern werewolf by night because obviously I'm familiar for the most part with the um the 70s comic book. Oh okay, yeah. I was going so when you say more modern, I was going to ask if um if you meant the most recent series that they did. Yeah, which I had no idea that they did really until like very recently. Oh, so you haven't read it yet? No, no. Oh. And I'm just, I'm kind of assuming that's what this is based on. No, I don't think so. Right. So the current series leans heavily into Native American folklore. Oh, okay. And it's seriously, it is such a phenomenal take on the werewolf story. Um. It honestly, like, it's it kind of goes along with like the werewolf folklore laid out by the Twilight books, um, but better, way way better. It's a fantastic story. It's man, it's just it's a a great story. It's a great story, like celebrating America, Native American culture, and bringing you know those those people into the spotlight. Is is. I just I really love it like I, I love werewolves and you know like we talked about Miss Marvel you know people that they get turned off by other cultures I'm like this is mm-hmm. great like this makes my day and sorry I don't know why my dogs are going crazy but apparently they're losing their minds alright um, but at, like it's just it's fantastic but when I watch the trailer right and this is why I want to get your take on it the trailer looks like a cross between like the Nosferatu-esque silent films and some of those early B-film weirdo psychological horror movies. 
I yes, got it. It's I, just, it, it was a different spin from what I was kind of anticipating. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I, like I because I was honestly hoping for um, a series based on the the latest comics, right? The latest miniseries they had there because I I just like I love the story, but then this I'm like okay this could be fine, and what I'm hoping is if this um, man if this is successful, then we're probably gonna get. Uh, like well, hopefully maybe we'll, we'll get like some more werewolf series and things. But I was, I was honestly surprised that Disney leaned into that title. Mm-hmm. I, I really was. Like, and it's just going to be very interesting to see what happens, especially since, since it's on Disney Plus. And for Halloween, they tip, typically have more family friendly movies, you know, for Halloween. So it's it's going to be interesting. Like, it it. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I'm, I'm excited. Nonetheless, October 7th, everybody mark your calendars. Right on. Yeah. 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 Hope I'm okay. Because if this, if this does well, then maybe that gets the fine folks over at Archie, you know, well, Hey, you see, you see how, how Marvel did with that werewolf by night. How about our Jughead the hunger? I wonder if that, <gasps> oh, you know, for oh, maybe if, if that could be made into a series. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Dear. Yeah, that and um, I need more of those books. Veronica. Yeah, yeah they sure. they need more of those books. The the Jughead the Hunger, and and I don't know if it's just because it's the familiar Archie characters, and it's a great story, but it it's it's possibly one of my favorite werewolf stories. Like I just right I love it, and because it's not, I think it's really because it's not watered down by being archy it's just characters that you know you know it'd be kind of like if you told a werewolf story with like your family or your neighbors or something like a bunch of people you're already aware of you, mm-hmm. you know their habits their traits you know it's it's great it's really really great yeah and i would like to see it because already like they've already shown okay like with riverdale and then they really really amped it up with uh with the with the Sabrina series, so hey, oh, why yeah. not let let's let's go all out. Let let let's go all oh, out. A Jughead the Hunger series would make me so happy. <laughs> right on, right on. What else you got? That's everything, man. What's going on with you? Uh, okay. Hold on to your hats. Okay. Um, not a lot. And this time, when I say that, it really it really is. It haven't really had much going on like last episode like i just i had that absolutely killer metal fix with all the shows and the albums and all you know i just oh this week well not so much i just got a uh, couple cool records across my desk oh but before before i kind of get into that my work day today yeah. as soon as i walk as soon as i walk into work i flip on the radio first song Deep Purple Smoke on the Water. Nice. Yeah, that's how you start a Friday. Last song, as I'm getting my act together, I'm walking out the door. My all-time favorite song, The Cult's Firewoman. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Nice, man. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I left work with a big-ass smile on my face. And then I kind of ran ran to the liquor store on the way home to get some supplies for tonight and um now we're here rocking and rolling strutting and strolling 
Styling and Profiling. Uh, a couple of really cool records came across my desk this week. Since we're talking about cool comic books and all that neat stuff, really new cool band debut record is going to be available. A self-titled debut record will drop September 23rd from a band called Sonia. S-O-N-J-A. Which I'm assuming, you know, the only word, the only time I've ever seen that word Sonia is from the Red Sonia comic book series. First, or I should say it was was originally like a... um, Ronnie Howard uh, novel. The, the, the same guy that wrote the Conan novels. Oh, yeah. But, I can't remember who that is. But I yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name. He also created Red Sonja. And, of course, once Marvel picked up the Conan, it's like, oh, well, we're really we're doing really good with the Conan series. Let's pick up this Red Sonja throughout the 70s and early 80s. Now, Dynamite Comics... Has I don't know about six different Red Sonia titles, oh, wow. and I'm I'm reading like three of them <laughs> and all that. Yeah, I recently found a uh, Red, Red Sonia pop Funko Pop doll. As oh nice. As, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously the name caught my attention. All right, going through the band's bio and all that, it's fronted playing guitar. One, Melissa Moore. Okay, and as and what her story is, is she is an ex-member of the black metal band Absu, who I have I've seen Absu live. I don't know if she was in 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 Absu at, at the time when they came when they came through town. We have played Absu on the show before, but something tells me not going to be I'm really not too stoked on getting behind Absu anymore um, considering they fired Melissa Moore from uh, from the band when she transgendered from I guess, I guess whatever her name was then to Melissa and they fired her for that. Well, is, did they fire her because she changed genders or did they fire her because she doesn't sound the same? I no, no, she wasn't the singer. She was she was a player. Oh. Well then yeah. what the hell's the problem? Well, because they're bigoted assholes. <laughs> like that's that that that's all I could really think. That's that's really all all that there is. So they gave they gave her her walking papers over that, and she said, "Well, fuck you guys. I'm going to go and do my own thing." And thus, the awesome straight up hard rocking band Sonia, yeah, great great new record. We'll drop a track from that as well. Obviously, you name your band Skeletor. You're going to catch my attention as well. Their latest record, Blood Empire, should be available now. They're kind of like uh, they hail from Seattle, and what I I kind of uh, like they're 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 metal, but they kind of got their own take on it. Particularly the lyrics, because a lot of it has to 
do particularly with Star Trek. So I've kind of created in for Skeletor, I've kind of created my own sub, 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 sub genre of Seattle geek metal. I think, I think, I, I think, I think that really fits. And there are times when you're listening to this record, Jason Conde, um, Houston, some of his vocals, there are times he does sound like Skeletor from the He-Man cartoon. <laughs> it's like, wow, really? I don't know if my mind is just playing tricks with me because of their moniker or whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, shit, he actually sounds like Skeletor in some of these. So let's give an example of that right now. That new record, new EP, Blood Empire. From Seattle, Geek Meddlers, Skeletor, this is Deed of Honor.
September 23rd. Check out the new record from Sonia. That is Neon. No, not Neon. Neon Nights. Ah, that is Nylon Nights. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure our veteran listeners will forgive me for making that minor little flub there. What wasn't a flub, though, was the awesome new record from one Megadeth. Now, did it just, it just, it dropped last week, I believe, or about a week, week and a half ago. A rock on. Yeah, yeah. Did you, and uh, the only physical copy I believe that that's that's available right now is the vinyl, but I did manage to give it a give give it a listen onto the YouTube's and all that. Did you get a chance to give it a spin? Oh yeah, dude, a couple times. Right on, right on. Well, I thought maybe we would take a couple minutes out of this episode and just kind of go over our thoughts, some cup some points here and there, you know about what we kind kind of want to get out to our listeners about this uh this record just kind kind of simple sim- simple enough what what's your first thought when okay. you know when you were done listening to this well i took a lot of notes i've listened to it a couple times i've done yoga to it and um i'm a big fan my my standout track is night stalkers Oh, okay. Like that's the first one that grabs me. I think it's like the second track on the record. And I was actually listening to it when you called. So okay. let me see if I can pull that up somewhere. Um Yeah, you know it's funny, like when you say about listening to it on YouTube, I do I do struggle with the new way that we do um things nowadays. But right. um Night Stalkers featuring Ice-T. That's the one I was talking about like last week that just has one of the greatest recorded bass sounds I think I've ever heard. Um, And what's funny is it's only for that one second. The bass the rest of the time is kind of unremarkable because I was really listening to it this time. But I love it. It's five minutes is the bass sound. It's just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, no, for sure. For sure. Um... A, a standout track for for myself. I don't know. That's uh, you're you're right. Like Night Stalkers is is really cool. Life Life in Hell is definitely a glimpse to eighties Mega Dave. Shall shall we say the first single? I guess the single Soldier On. I guess the first. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. That that really oh my that, goodness, that, that really one. emphasized eighties Megadeth as well. So I'm having a hard time kind of picking out a standout track. But um There were so many that grabbed me. That's just it. it like is. Soldier On was on my list, right? Um Killing mm-hmm. Time was another one. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a, what about Mission to Mars? <sighs> Do you remember I, that one? Yeah, I just, I got, I, I listened to the whole record, and then I got about two-thirds of the way a second time. So that track is kind of a little bit fuzzy, but 
there wasn't a what 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 I recall from the whole thing. And once once the CD comes out, like I'm going to be familiarizing myself just as much as like those first four records, you know, with with this because that's kind of how I feel about them. So right now I don't really have a standout track. But what okay. about Mission to Mars? Well, there's a phenomenal callback to the Peace Cells record and Peace Cells in general. Okay. There's a line, and I only caught it on the second pass-through. Um, it says, we have a new way and you're the first in line. Ah. I okay. literally, I got goosebumps <laughs> and the smile on my face could not have gotten bigger, dude. Could not have gotten bigger. Oh my God. Goodness, when I heard that, it was I was instantly a teenager again. It's like, holy crap, <laughs> yes! Yeah, dude. It, okay, it so made my we're day. Done this, I'm I'm gonna have to go back onto the onto the YouTubes and find that before I step out tonight. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have, want to give that a listen. Yes. You've got to, dude. It's so good. Right on. Right, right on. Yeah. The, just the whole the whole record, okay, is just it is a return to the Megadeth that I love the most, which what I which what I love, what I will call the '80s Megadeth. But it doesn't sound like it. Um, maybe not in terms of production. Yes, that's Dave, what I mean. Dave's and Dave's voice. Okay, but musically and some of the lyrics as well. Oh, lyrically, absolutely. Yeah, you you can really tell. Okay, like this is. Um, this this is Dave al almost wanting to reinvent himself by going into the past, if that makes sense. Which, in my bizarre little mind, that does kind of make sense. So I honestly think that you could take this record, okay, and rewind, and you can drop it, you know into their discography between so far so good so what and rust in peace and i think i think it would be flawless you could put some of these songs on peace cells and nobody would have noticed like it would have oh, just I'm felt sure. like it yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay i get it mocha sorry <laughs> the, uh, i don't know what's going on but the dogs are both here and feel it needs my attention ah. oh so i don't know what's going on oh chill out puppy it's okay. Sorry about that, everybody. But anyway, um, dog, bark, barking dogs is all all part of podcasting. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. These two girls are losing their mind tonight, loving to pieces. But anyway, um, yeah, dude. Like, like I, it's almost like um, Dave and let's say James or Lars were sitting down having a nice meal together, talking about the old days, and you know somebody brings up the latest Metallica record, you know, uh, hardwired and like, Oh yes, yeah, so you guys are trying to return to the old sound. Oh, what do you mean? We did it. No, no, I, I could do it better than you guys can do it. I, I, it, it's, it's so good. It feels like Dave was proving his point and had to win a bet. It's just so right. good. It's so right. good. So then uh, like the, the closer, like the last Megadeth track on the record um, hang on. I w I've got all my notes here. We'll be back. I, okay, dude, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's just killer. It's kind of like um, 
at the at the end of some movies where you know to be continued you know yeah. this 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 character will appear in the next movie you know like they did with the james bond and the marvel movies and all that so oh, yeah 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 uh, are you kind of surprised though at all like because dave you know these this day and age he's old now he's a little more on the conservative side shall we say are you surprised that conservative dave has pulled this record off no, I like no, like I, I, I think it's. I honestly think he's probably been wanting to put this one out for a little longer, you know. Or like I said, it's like the bet somebody challenged him. But I mean, it's Dave Mustaine, dude. Like, like reading reading the book and you know reading his biography, and I mean, this was a guy that was told he he lost eighty percent mobility in his arm, mm-hmm. and he was never going to have it back. I remember that, and. He's still playing guitar at the level he plays guitar. I mean, he's still one of the most badass guitarists I've ever seen live. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, I Me mean, too. now yeah. he's he's a he's a one trick pony. He can't do anything that's not Megadeth, right? Because okay. um, I think I told I told the story about um, him trying to play Jimi Hendrix, right, at the uh, Experience Hendrix thing. Uh, refresh me. Well, it was terrible. Okay. So, Experience Hendrix <laughs> had... Uh, don't, dude, don't, it was. Don't, don't, don't pull any punches. I know. Stop it. sugarcoating. Yeah. I know. Yeah, don't, don't sugarcoat nothing. Yeah, but, um, like, so, Zach Wilde's on the bill. Um, what's his name? Uh, Eric Johnson's on the bill. Um, Dave Satriani's on... No, not Dave Satriani. Joe <laughs> Satriani. Um, like, you have, like, a who's who of guitar players. And I'd seen this tour before. And it came through again, and Dave was on it this time. I'm like, oh, I, I just, I, I got to see Dave. You know, I'm like, I can't wait to see. I'm like, because I know Dave is a big classic rock fan, a big, you know, punk rock fan, and there's lots of stuff that he loves. Well, you can tell that Dave is used to being the driving force in his band. And he went out there and played Jimi Hendrix's Fire, as if Megadeth were covering Jimi Hendrix's fire. Okay. The problem is, oh, the backing band was swinging it like Jimi Hendrix. Ah. It did not mix well. It's like Dave, what the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> I, it just it just was not great, and it's so funny because Dave. Dave doesn't make mistakes. Like he's not that guitarist. Like he's a he's a badass, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like no, he just doesn't know how to follow other people. People follow Dave. Like D- Dave's the leader here, you know. Right. And um, same thing. Like I don't know if you remember, but you know, so Metallica did their Symphony of Metallica. Well, Dave was going to play with the Symphony, not Megadeth. Dave, right? And okay. he was going to play like a couple of very famous classical pieces like Ride of the Valkyries or something like that, right? And up into the performance, like the social media press was insane. Like Dean Guitars and Dave are posting something every day. Hey, we're building this guitar. It's got F holes. It's made to look like a violin. It, it was gorgeous. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And then nothing. I'm like, wow, that's weird. You know, one day I'm like, hey, like that's got to be on DVD somewhere. Like there's there's no way Dave's not going to, you know, merchandise mm-hmm. that. 
Um, and then so I'm looking around. I can't find anything. I finally find a video of it. Sucked. No. He wasn't in tune. He wasn't in time. And and the thing is, it's not like he's he can't pull off the music. But Dave doesn't play with other people. Other people play with Dave. You know? For sure. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like like there's there's nothing wrong with that. But um, if you're gonna do other projects, you need to be aware of your strengths and weaknesses, dude. You know. But I mean, that said, this album is a fantastic album. Now let's talk covers it, because this is probably gonna be blasphemy. It makes sense to me that they did Police Truck, but I didn't like their cover of Police Truck. Um, actually, yeah. See, I have this this in my notes. Uh, okay, why does that make sense to you? Because they did Anarchy in the UK, right? But this is this is when I'm talking conservative, Dave. Like, okay, the Dead Kennedys, though, very very far far left wing band. Like, uh, Jello Biafra is so far left. Like, you just don't know where he's coming or going. Like, he was running for vice president with the Green Party. You have to remember that, okay? Right. Mr. Mr. Mustaine, okay, the Dave Mustaine that did anarchy, and don't get me wrong, I am stoked that he did they that they did police truck, obviously, being a big Dead Kennedys fan myself. Yeah, but it's not but, great. Like, like but, I went back and listened to the original, and they they lost a lot of the magic of the original. Um, this was definitely a metal band that just. Dave was singing like it just yeah you're you're right this was not one of the better covers okay it it was adequate it didn't blow me away like uh like Megadeth's version of Anarchy or Napalm Death's version of Nazi Punk's Fuck Off like you know this is definitely not going to be in the same conversation as those two but to my point is. The Dave of today is not the Dave of, you know, of the 80s back then when he was young, dumb and full of cum and, you know, and he was a borderline punk rocker himself. I'm not seeing that now. So well, I'm really surprised to see him cover like a so far left band like the Dead Kennedys. I'm glad he did. Well, but I'm is just, it because yeah. of the subject matter, the beliefs or or you don't think that... Uh, conservatives want to burn anything down because I believe January 6th um, proved that wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> True enough. True, <laughs> True enough. Which, uh, on the past, like I've spoken out against January 6th, and I do want to say, okay, since we've kind of veered off into it, yeah, I am all for burning down the Capitol building. There we go. I'm, That's I'm, what we need I'm, to hear. I am all for the... Um, the same with the building, you know, the the um, the legislative here and the legislative in Ottawa, the Capitol building in Ottawa and all that. Where they went wrong in January 6th, and I'm not going to get up on a soapbox, is they were all duped by Trump. Well, they were also Trump. let in, dude. Like, that, yeah, that was... They were let in by Trump. Everybody who tries no. to tell me that they stormed it and, you know, no. everybody was overwhelmed. I'm like, listen, if we were watching this in a movie, you would be turning to me and telling me how that was so unbelievable. 
Uh-huh. Like I like the one of one of my very dear friends who is 100% believes that was all true. I'm like, dude, I haven't been able to watch a movie with you for 20 fucking years without you breaking everything apart and you believe this nonsense? This is yeah, yeah. Because trust me, if there was a Black Lives Matter protest outside of the Capitol building... Oh, they would have shot the fuck out of everybody. There would have been security and oh, yeah. SWAT and the military brought out. Yeah, yeah. There people would have been like... like it, it would have been justified violence. Like, there have been people yeah. that have been so excited to participate. Because cause that's, that's the thing, man. People get off on that. Like, you know, and this is going to be controversial, but... A lot of times, if you're the school bully, where else can you get a job where you can be a bully? Well, maybe you're going to be a principal. Maybe you're going to be a gym teacher. Um, maybe you're going to be a cop. Maybe you're going to be a cop. Maybe you're going to join the military. Yeah. You know? And and so, it just, yeah, like, yeah. Anyway. I, I I digress. But, but what I, were we saying now? Yeah. I, I think, so, maybe... Maybe they may not agree, you know, Dave and Jill Baffer may not agree on a political platform, but from the state of being, you know, the revolutionary spirit and still the spirit of punk rock, you know, because it's the spirit that drives punk rock. It's not necessarily a foundational set of ideals, Right. Because like even this left leaning, it was never it was never like oh we support the left government. No, it's like we want to we support anarchy. We burn it all down. They, Everybody's fucking they hated, wrong. hated all government. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That and that's that's why you it's had just, it's just guys like Reagan and Bush and all that were such easy targets for the for for, for the punk rock. Yeah, you know? well, like, but I mean, so was Clinton. You know, like. I, I remember yeah, when yeah. when everybody went after Clinton and this this climate we have where all of a sudden all the punk rockers won't touch Biden. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. There's so many great things going on here. Like you could have a lot of fun, but they're, they're just they're, like it's I, it's just a weird thing, dude. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but no, like, like yes. that didn't surprise me. Um, but I just don't think they did a great job. Like it just, I, I don't think it was a good song for his, his range. Um, I personally, I think too drunk to fuck would have been a better one. I feel like yeah. that would have been, been a, a, and honestly a yeah. good callback to 1980s Dave. Yeah. You know, I think, I so think that would have been yeah. more fun. Um, uh, let's see. I could have. I could have stood for a Ramones cover from them, maybe. But let me tell you, this planet's on fire. The Sammy Hagar cover, dude. Okay, which I'm not familiar. I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with the original. What record is that on? I don't know, but that's a great tune. Okay. Like, like, and and that was kind of kind of gonna be my point here, right? Is so, um, the best Megadeth covers are when Dave is not trying to cover something that's close to metal. Because honestly, like their version of Anarchy in the UK is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, but it's it's still not the greatest, right? And if that's blasphemy, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but not really. But, you know, it, it's it's good. But then, let's see here. Um, their co- their cover of "I Ain't Superstitious" is phenomenal. 
Mm-hmm. Like phenomenal, their cover of I Ain't Superstitious. Um, let's see here. I haven't heard Out on the Tiles. I don't think I've heard Paranoid. Because uh, I, I pulled up, um, These Boots Are Made for Walking. That was one of my favorite Megadeth songs for a long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I I was not familiar with it, with the Nancy Sinatra version before. Um, <laughs> but I found it after. And I'm like, this this is phenomenal. Like, that's a great Megadeth cover. Um, yeah, yeah. But when I was looking up to get a list of, like, you know, Megadeth covers, and I wanted to bring this up, this site lists mechanics as a cover of a Metallica oh, song. Oh, oh what? And I'm sitting here and thinking, I'm like, oh, apparently Dave hasn't seen this, or he would have kicked the crap out of this guy. Oh, God. And is this one of those things where somebody who doesn't know anything about metal put this together? Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly. Because I'm like, well, are you calling it a cover because Metallica put it out first? Because Dave wrote it. Dave wrote it, yeah. Like, you know, that, like, that, like mechanics, like predate four horsemen or well, no. no, no, no. The four, the four horsemen was what Dave wrote with Metallica. And then right. he took that with him and did mechanics and sped it the way up, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, that'd be like, so think about like the birds in Mr. Tambourine Man. Does that mean that Bob Dylan's version is a cover of the birds, even though Bob Dylan wrote it, but the birds put it out. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Uh, like, it's just, it's ridiculous, dude. Or like Red Rubber Ball was written by Paul Simon. But um, The Circle got to it first, put it out, and sold millions of copies. So Paul Simon and, and Ark Arfungle aren't known for Red Rubber Ball, even though that's their song. So mm-hmm. are they covering them? You know, can, can they cover themselves? Yeah, I, I felt like that was like, oh, either somebody's really trying to piss Dave off, or they know nothing about it. Yeah. I th- I think it's the latter. Yeah, it was just like, woo, woo, boy. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I I, I loved uh, this planet's on fire. I absolutely loved it. I'm like, wow, wow, this is great. And I also feel that Dave's song or voice really fit well with that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to give that a, 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 another spin, and I'm gonna have to go back and find the original and i wouldn't be surprised if i have that song on a sammy hagar album oh, I know. I have to look it up down down in the down in the snowy vaults i'm sure and mission to that's, mars dude that's the one okay for sure for sure with then that's that's kind of the pisser and i think i mentioned this last episode but the only physical release for that so far is the vinyl the 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 double the double disc vinyl 75 bucks after taxes without the cover songs so that's also in my notes um i think the so let's see here digital vinyl cassette all different all overpriced in my opinion and Uh, here's the deal do we need 12 songs on a record? Because for as great as this record was, how awesome would it have been to go to seven Megadeth songs and a cover like they used to? 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing that I kind of noticed. Like fourteen songs after the after the covers, it's like that's that this this is a lot. Like this is this is over an hour. You know what's funny though? Like, like it doesn't feel like it. It really okay. doesn't because because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, this is a lot of songs. Like, I feel like they could have saved them for other releases, or it it would have just been nice to have like an an album with you know the stuff on it or whatever. Like, ha- have have that old Megadeth format. But I gotta say, dude, like like I said, I was doing yoga to this. I'm like, man, I love this record. I just I, I love it, and the time passes very quickly when I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh shit, it's over already. Like I got to burn in hell or this planet is on fire or whatever it is. I'm like, oh crap, it's done. Come on, it can't be over yet. <laughs> well, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, I'm going over the track listing here, and the idea of like you said, seven songs and the cover. I I think I think that would work. Like you know, like the starting with the title track, the sick, the dying, and the dead. That that works really well. It works into life as hell. Okay. Um, real, yeah. Night Stalker, Dogs of Chernobyl, J- Junkie would definitely be have to have to be one of the seven. Soul Soldier on, and then Police Truck. And I think yeah, it's it, I I don't want to say this because they're all really good songs. But you're right. Like less is more sometimes. Addition by subtraction, and I I think that might actually work with this record e- e- even more. But uh, like I said, I'm still kind of like ah because these are all good songs, <laughs> and I'm also kind of glad that 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 they're on the record as well. If that, if that makes any sense. No, totally, dude. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the sick, the dying, and the dead, one of the first things you hear, bring out your dead. Yeah. <laughs> bring out your dead. I, 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 okay. I, I don't know if you're supposed to be busting a gut listening to Megadeth or whatever, but that definitely put a smile on my face because I'm assuming, like, uh, that's Monty Python. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, like that that was sampled right out of there. <laughs> I'm sure. And that just came, you know. But you're but I'm not dead. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Ring out your dead. Ring out your dead. It's like, oh like because just the way that movie started like that, and that's a great way of starting this record as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and another thing, like this might be just it it might be a minor thing, but to me, you know, being a big Megadeth fan right from the first record, the return of the three dots for a record like this. Oh yeah. You, you have yes. to have that. If you're going to create a record that you could slip into the eighties discography, yeah, you kind of have to have you know that um yeah okay like what do you call it the uh like you 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 have to have that you know oh, yeah. with 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 the whole um word pattern 
and and all that. That's and and it worked. It it it, it works in that capacity and and the t- title, the sick, the dying, dot dot dot, and the dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah, yeah, and it works. And and Vic 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 Rattlehead, of course. You know, that's that's a very eighties picture of him in that pose and I think I think all of that works as well. What what else you got in terms of this awesome new record? Well, nothing else, but I did find the line. So it's it's in when like they're having the conversation with Mission Control and it said the 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 line is Starship Utopia. Earth has been vaporized, but we have found a new way and you were the first in line. Ah, uh, dude, just and and here and here's the thing, like like going back to the whole, I I'm so sick of hearing anybody call anybody conservative, um, and honestly, I'm also sick of hearing people say the Democrats are those liber- liberals or whatever else you no, want to call them. No, no, the Democrats are not liberals. Oh no no they're interchangeable. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Yes. Same thing. Yes. You know, but but that's uh-huh. why like like I'm tired of hearing Republicans and conservatives because a liberal wants less government or no I'm sorry a liberal wants more government a conservative wants less government right mm-hmm. that's that's the, the simple and like when you read through these lyrics you know he is talking about what's going on today you know about that we're basically we're on a race. A race to extinction countdown extinction part two um <laughs> and uh, you know it doesn't matter your political party to identify that you know where 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 the where the friction comes in is how people feel that should be addressed you know and what's oh, the best way sure. to course correct so yeah like i don't know like, i i feel that this is uh, it's just a great record dude it's a great all, all across, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, it's still it's still a little early, but um, at the end of the year, we have our Rammy Awards, Radioactive Metal R A M Rammy Grammy, haha. Um, is is this a contender? Should we call this comeback of the year or best new artist? <laughs> Maybe, 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 because if, no, I'm sure, I'm sure Megadeth have, have charted before. No, you know what though? Seriously, thinking about that, um, I'm putting down Metallica's best new artist this year. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, we, yeah, they're our best new artist for, for, for sure. Master of Puppets. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, you want to get into some tunage here? Heck Yeah. Okay, okay. Megadeth drummer Dirk Ver Ver for Buren. Sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've and I've heard this. I've heard his name like on other on other video shows and podcasts. I've actually heard it speak spoken, but uh, I just I I absolutely suck. But everyone knows who we're talking about. Okay, Dirk has been in a number. Of really cool bands, including um, Aborted, Soilwork. Okay, he was part of the Metal Against Coronavirus project. He's been um, he's been a drummer for Satyricon, for Testament, at least on the live front. Jeff Loomis, 
at at the gates, Mortuary, Power Mad. It's just like all of these awesome bands that he has contributed to. Well, Cobra the Impaler is still is still a thing and let's drop a track from their latest record colossal gods this is scorched earth
ain't got no truck We're going downtown, gonna beat up the rocks You're just a drive, I'll bring the beer It's a late, late ship, no one to fear We're gonna drive one screaming off the street And ride, ride, how we ride Got a black uniform and a silver badge Play cops for real and play cops for pay Let's ride, sort of kind of aforementioned police truck from the mighty dead kennedys twist my arm in playing a dk's tune like you know dave like you didn't have to go out do all that studio time do all that recording just so i could play a dead kennedy song you didn't have to do it dave but i appreciate it you know what i like about the original now that I've like gone back and given it another listen, um, it sounds less like a punk band from you know L.A. and more like a psychobilly band. Yeah, yeah, Dead Kennedys definitely they had their own like like J- J- Jello's voice is so distinct. Oh, very, very much of, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the most distinct vocals in any genre of music. And they just, they had their own swagger, shall we? You know, they had their own musical vibe, their own musical swagger. And you couldn't always, you know, put your thumb on it. That's one of the things that made the Dead Kennedy so great. For sure, for sure. And before that, I went into the Snowy's Vault grabbed the uh, second Jag Panzer record, Ample Destruction. That was harder than steel going back to about, oh, about 1987, I guess. And, of course, one Chris Broderick, ex-member of uh, Megadeth, also did time in Jag later, you know, later era jag panzer as well so it's just amazing 
you know, you have the uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> With all of these ex-members of Megadeth, you could probably pay, you know, the six degrees of Megadeth as well. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what do you say for uh, Megadeth, the sick, the dying, the dead? Horns up? Horns oh, down? Horns, horns way up, dude. Horns way, way up. up it's phenomenal. Friend. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And I know, dude, that you are going to say horns up to tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Okay, dude, if I mention to you, okay, we have this hard rock band, okay, out of Alberta with, and Alberta up here is, it's, 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 it's kind of the Texas of Canada. All right. It's bigger. There's great Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I would say Texas, it's probably bigger than alberta and there's yeah and probably not much in the way of mexican food there that's boring but just 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 in terms of ideas and mentalities and the people and all that alberta is definitely the texas of canada so that in mind hailing from alberta okay and the name of the band is Hell Diablo. Oh, I like which, that name. Which a that's lot. Amazing moniker. Yeah, you know, okay. Alberta. Hell Diablo. We are talking some really cool whiskey drenched bar rock that uh, um, I'm sure they have records from. Bands like ZZ Top and Nashville Pussy in their collections. And you mix all that together. You get the great new single, Push Comes to Shove, from Hell Diablo. Fuck! <laughs>
Facebook.com slash Hell Diablo One or helldiablo.bandcamp.com. Check them out. Like I said, that is some good whiskey-drenched rock and roll that I think I'm going to give that song another listen to as I have a couple more belts before I step out into the night tonight. So once again, my friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me and all of our fine listeners this week and talking the new Megadeth record. I'm really excited, really excited. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That's where all episodes past, present, and future can be found. Little write-ups, all sorts of like just fun things like that. If you want to see pictures, when we talk about things that need a picture, like the shirt I'm wearing today, as we record this, Mm-hmm. I am wearing my Metallica Surfing Skeleton shirt, and that was posted on the Instagram today to go with last week's Metal Fix. Right on. Because, you know, I feel like we're traversing space and time here, right? Dun, dun, dun. It was for last week, but it's today, and you'll hear this next week. Ooh. Think about that. Always um, mess with their heads. So, Always. at RadMetal666, that's where you can see those things. Facebook.com slash RadMetal. And RadMetal666 at gmail.com to send us an email. And last but not least, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. We are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. And thanks to the Shining Wizards, you can find us on Spotify as well as iTunes and pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. We're there. Like the glitter of the internet. Just when you think you've got us all mopped up, we're still there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're the glitter on a stripper's ass. Just when you think it's, it's, it's all washed off. No, no, it's still there from the night before. No, he's not going to stop stripping, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm, I'm seriously thinking of an OnlyFans as well. I think you should. I think I think we have enough female listeners that will shell out a couple bucks every month just to get a piece of the snowman. I think, or at least for us to put clothes on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That that's right. There, there's my only fans. I start off naked, and people pay me to get dressed <laughs> with everyone, but the exception of my wife. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Once again. Uh, before we get on out of here, uh, www.loudawards.ca. Go there. Mark and X in the Ambassador of the Year for your cool Uncle Snowy. Do me a large. I would really appreciate it to get us on out of here. I decided because I know, I know Dave, Mega Dave has got, you know, he's got some Manila Road in his collection. I'm sure that early stuff from the 80s, but I thought, you know what, let's go to a more recent record, the 2017 To Kill a King album. And dude, actually, maybe I'm slipping in my old age, but I didn't know Manila Road did a record back in 2017. I know we didn't, I don't think we covered it, and that was definitely on us. So we're going to make up for lost time now. We'll go out with the track Blood Island. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Between the What and the Rust episode of Radioactive Metal. 
I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.
Please stay tuned.